All right, welcome to uh, the first ever podcast of 90s Gents, and today we're going to talk about most influential artists. And I'm Rick, and this is Dan. I'm Dan. And Dan, who's your most influential artist? As of now, as I've always said, well, actually, unfortunately, you people don't not know, but it's Elvis Presley. To me, influential in the sense of what he did as far as music and stage presence, concerts, and all that stuff. I'm not saying he's the uh, <laughs> the greatest rocker of all time, but I'm saying as far as influential, he definitely is a... You can't say... You can't talk about music without talking about Elvis. True. I mean, he influenced... I mean, the guy that I think is influential, uh, David Gilmore. You know, he was an Elvis fan. He says Heartbreak Hotel's... One of his favorite songs of all time because how simple it is, but it just sounds amazing, you know. And in Pink Floyd's music, there's a lot of simplicity in in Pink Floyd's music, as in that song. So Elvis had a big influence on him on that, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. There, I, I watched your Gilmore do some renditions or one particular, which you didn't like. No, because it just was like it was like blah. I don't know. Like I, I get it. That's his version of it. it. Don't get me wrong. It was a good version, but it wasn't. I just sat there and I watched. I'm like, okay, this is Floyd again. And if you guys I, don't understand what song we're talking, we'll talk about Elvis's "Don't." Yes, where David Gilmore did a cover of it for a, a Elvis uh, tribute concert. I love it. I think it's great. And a lot of people did. You know. Probably more than the people like me that didn't. <laughs> I'm sure Elvis fans were, some were like, no, like Dan over here. And others probably loved again, it. again, I'm not like a Pink Floyd guy like we're, or a Gilmore guy like you are. True. I, I, I am full on. Pink Floyd. Yes, I think they, they are. Yeah, I know. They're the greatest coming of... Jesus. Yeah, the second coming of Jesus. Uh, I, I think David. Cheese. Well, I think David Gilmore is the second coming of Jesus, even though I'm an atheist. Yeah, well, there's there's another problem here with influential. Hey, you probably isn't Elvis your second coming of Jesus? No, I thought he was the savior. <laughs> he's coming. You just think he's influential? Yeah, he's still here, by the way. He hasn't left. Yeah, there's there's also that mystery that but he's still alive. With Elvis, you have like uh, Big Mama Thornton, which is uh, Hound Dog. Yeah. She's the original, this big old black blues lady. Yeah. And he was very influenced by particularly gospel Oh, so that church. song wasn't an Elvis song? No, no, no. It was her song. Oh, okay. He redid it. and But he was, he's always been influenced by... He grew up in the South, and he grew up listening to gospel music, African-American music, black music, black blues... And that's where he got his sound. Yeah. And that's why a lot of his songs and, you know, the whole theory of him... Well, that's where everybody stealing says... His music, stealing their music. He wasn't stealing it. The unfortunate part of the time is that their music could not get out onto the radio. And the there was this guy, a white guy, that sang their music, that put it out there. And by doing so, he actually kind of paved the way, in essence, to start allowing black musicians to start to get on the radio it took a while a long time and they, they actually when he started playing some people thought in the south that he was a black guy 
they didn't want to play his music, not because he was shaking his hips or anything. It was because he said. I mean, but black. that was but that was an issue too of him shaking his hips. Yeah, and, like when he did uh, Ed Sullivan. Because it's a whole sexual thing back in those days. TV was. They didn't want to show below his waist because of his knees. God forbid you gyrate your hips back then. Forrest Gump taught him how to do that. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't yeah. break his braces, yeah, he's like. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I. <laughs> I don't take away that Elvis is an influence is not an influence. Of course, I think he is very influential. I think later in his career he kind of lost that touch. Ah, uh, well, he started getting that big band thing where he had full stages, sellout stadiums, and perform. It was more of a performance than it was the music. You went out there to see a guy in a freaking yeah godforsaken tight ass. <laughs> Suit that they jumpsuit, yes, weird looking jumpsuit. And he gave away, he made it a whole thing, and that got the big shows because before then, concerts were you went to go see a guy at your local venue, like a small little show. There was no 20 band, like our 20 man, 20 instrument kind of, yeah. And from there, like you start having people start picking that all up. From I don't know, I want to say in the early, well, obviously. The Beatles definitely, they, they will tell you Elvis was an influence on them. And from there, they started building up to, then you get to, to like Zeppelin and you move, you keep just kind of breaking out to where it's just, you looked at a stage that was four by four to 40 by four, 40 yeah. by 40, I mean. Well, it took bands like the Beatles and, and, and Zeppelin, uh, obviously Pink Floyd, to do those big rock concerts. You know, once they made it big, they got the money to do so. And Elvis was the same thing. He yeah. made the show big. Yeah, um, it became more of a it became more of a show than it was the music. It became like a uh, a whole um God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you went there for the whole experience. It became an experience. Yeah. But he also became a brand later on. Yes, well, he's, he's it still, wasn't. It he, wasn't about him anymore, because his name was a brand by then. I think it's still one of he's, his name is still. It's gone back and forth of like the top selling name. It's Elvis, Beatles, and Michael Jackson are like yeah. the three that just keep doing this. I'm like yeah. up and down one and three, one and three. I. I get the Beatles. I understand what they did for music, and I like some of the stuff, um, but I. Yeah. I don't think they're that great. I think this is one of the few things we'll probably agree on. Yeah, but their music to me is dry and it has no soul. I don't think the Beatles music has soul. It it was if that makes sense to you. Yeah, no, it, it does. Because like, believe it or not, like Elvis and Floyd had soul. Yeah, like the Beatles. Like this one guy, yeah, argued with me that that the beat, like he's like, are you crazy? Like the Beatles is phenomenal. I was like, no, listen, they wrote good songs. I'm not taking that away from them. But it was just dry. There was nothing. There was nothing there of substance to me. I didn't. Yes, I didn't. It, I don't feel moved by Beatles songs. You and I will hear that, and there'll be a hundred people or a hundred million people oh, that will fight us today. If we once we release this, we're gonna get attacked like this tomorrow. If people actually listen to this, yeah. but I I would rather listen to Elvis than the Beatles because I think he has a little bit more soul. My man, see, come on no, to the dark yeah, side. I, 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 you, <laughs> I am your father. I'll give you that. I mean, you know, I mean, my favorite Beatle, if I have to choose, is John Lennon. After that is George Harrison. And then it's Paul McCartney because the thing is, Paul McCartney wrote two, songs were too happy. 
and happy songs like I can listen to them once in a while, well, they had but they're to, not great. They had to do something to get that Bob going back. Yeah, and but forth. even late, but even later down the road when they got all trippy and and stuff, you know. Um, You know, um, later down the road, it, it just, they became all trippy, but still the music just wasn't. Yeah, when they did the whole, uh, what was his name? Mataraji, yada, yada. Yeah, the whole Indian thing. They built all, he built a whole temple, and it's still, like, I watched uh, Strange Things from Space, whatever it is on the Science Channel. They can still see mm-hmm. the Mataraji or whatever his name was. And it was all built. The Beatles went there, and that's where they were all their white, and they dropped that, whatever the hell they did. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I think it's, like, you know, I just, I think the Beach Boys were just as exciting as the Beatles. The The Beach Boys are good, too, but again, I I don't think their music had soul, either. It no, just, the Beach Boys did nothing. They don't ever, they don't ever claim to be anything yeah. else, but... I'm here to be like surfer music. Driving around my four oh nine. I mean, uh, Pet Sounds is a it's a great sounding record, but again, it's not something that I relate to. No, they, I, I they, can't relate to that record. They claim it was it Brian Wilson. Yeah, they he was a hell of a writer. Yeah, he wrote up most of their songs. Yeah, but he was also a very recluse like guy that. that oh yeah, I mean, I, at he at one point. Started going a little nuts, and he wrote all the songs while they were on the road. Yeah, he, he stayed home. He did the um, oh God, what was that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Um, the richest guy that created the Howard Hughes. He became like that, like yeah. that lived in a room. Yeah, you know, Pink Floyd was going to do that with uh, the guy that you're talking about, Sid Barrett, the one that went bald. And what exactly happened? He just so what happened was, um, he started taking too much acid, started going nuts. And so they, David Gilmore was friends with him and everybody in the band. They asked David Gilmore to join. And their whole plan was to have, because he was the main songwriter, and he wrote that poppy British pop Beatles type of like sound. They definitely had like a British sound in the beginning. Yeah. And it's not my favorite era of Pink Floyd at all. Um, I can listen to it, but again, yeah, but that, it's, that, it's that, also, that influence of that yeah. poppy. Beatles, it was the poppies, Beatles, exactly. It was which, that dry. So there you go with the influence there, yeah, you know, getting them onto the scene. Very, very soulless stuff. Um, so they thought at one point he was going to be a Brian Wilson type of like character and write songs while they go on the road and play. Right. He'll still be part of the band, but it'll be just the four of them, and he'll be the songwriter. He had an itching voice too. Yeah, he, very British, very you know. Um, but it didn't work out of it because he did too much drugs. Too many of his friends were giving him too much drugs and he just lost himself in that world. A lot of acid and he, you know, he had, I think he had schizophrenia or whatever it's well, called. Let's not talk about acid, taking too much acid. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, but that's what happened. He went crazy and he shaved his head off. He shaved his eyebrows. And, yeah, he gained like 400 pounds. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, not that many, but you know what I mean. You know, and so in the beginning, the good thing about David Gilmore joining the band was they, as they went along, Pink Floyd, they were all over the place here, doing long instrumentals, weird little songs here. They did one album where it was each one of them do their own music. 
and it became a double CD. It was, you know, one doing their mm-hmm. own music, and then the other half was a live album. And then they did a couple of sound, a soundtrack, which, again, was just all weird and just not right. They, they're still looking for their sound. And it came to uh, Metal, where they recorded several songs, and then on one side, they recorded this 24-minute-long song called Echoes. And that's where Pink Floyd found their sound. And they went with that and into the next step, which was Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. And then with Dark Side of the Moon is where they found their soul and their... their so when you, when you talk about soul, like, I can't say that Elvis, Elvis had the influence of, like, the stage appearance and the... What's, not, I, I don't want to say what sells, but how to deliver what people want to hear... Well, Whereas when, I, when you talk about soul, I can see the idea with Pink Floyd, but when you say soul, what do you mean about like the they fu- soul? They found music? their sound, which I love. They took, but you say like the Beatles didn't have soul. Yeah. I, what Floyd did to me is they took all these genres of music and put them, and put them into, and made it in their own sound. But didn't the Beatles do the same thing? I don't think they did. I don't think the Beatles took the electronica. Beatles sound all the same all the way through. They, don't took, they didn't take electronica, and they didn't take, you know... The Beatles didn't. Yeah, but they ex- weren't really that time. Yeah, but they were kind of there because. Yeah, but that was that's actually when Lennon kind of. Yeah, the, well, out. they kind of broke up. Yeah, you know, I mean, but these stuff, were, these stuff was coming out. I mean, they could have gotten background singers. They could have done all that. Yeah, but that, I don't know that that was their. Their sh- brand. Yeah, that wasn't that. Yeah, I feel like they didn't experiment enough. I feel like they didn't push their boundaries. Enough. But how about they just? We are the Beatles. This is what we sound like. We're not changing for anybody for anything. We're gonna and say, to me, Bob Dylan never. And I don't like Bob Dylan. <laughs> well, there we'll have a problem with that as far as his writing and his poetic. Here come the story. Tom Watts, all yeah. those guys. Come on. I don't care for those folk singers. Yeah, but you got to listen to the words. I, I do. And, okay, and, and, they may not sound that good. <laughs> I get it. But if you listen to the, the, the story they're telling you, and, and I'm not again. I'm not saying that they're bad musicians or anything. I just again, there's, I don't connect to them. And the reason why, like I said, Floyd and has the soul is because if you listen to Dark, Dark Side of the Moon, that album has everything. It has blues, you know. The background singers are females. To me, those are soul singers. Uh, you know? Guess who had background singers as females? Elvis. Damn fucking. <laughs> you know. Um, One more point of influence. You know, um, they and they had it was Check. you know it was rock and roll, it was blues, it was jazz, it was jazz. you know soul music, soul a little Check. you know. So Pink Floyd in that album added all that, you know. So you had, it, 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 yeah. If you listen to Dark Side of the Moon, that record had. Oh, I'm just going down a list of what Elvis did before Pink Floyd. So right now, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I'll give you seven. Yeah. <laughs> before Pink Floyd, so I'm, I'm winning. Elvis yeah, winning. Pink Floyd had a better stage presence, sir. The hell they did. They didn't do karate. I, they didn't give out. I, I, I didn't want to see a fat man on stage with a jumpsuit. He started karate doing karate before he was fat. Look. The... But that's also, that's another reason why I like him so much is because. Is that Elvis? Or no, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Oh, it's because. They copied Elvis. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, it's because it wasn't about them, you know. It, it wasn't about the individual musicians. Like they wanted the fame, but they didn't want the fame. So what they did is they never put their name, their pictures on some of the albums. They never did that. 
you know, people didn't know who they were. They just knew the names or whatever. But it wasn't... Dude, I'm telling you, when Pink, like when I would look at Pink Floyd and I would listen, or I'd watch one of those... Uh, what was that uh, famous VHS that we all watched? Uh, the, wall? the Wall. And I'm looking at it going like, that could have been Aerosmith. It could have been, uh, I don't know, Tiny Tim. Anybody on there on stage. It could have been the Rat Pack. Yeah. Singing. I'm like, oh, that's Pink. Because I had no idea what they looked like. You're right. Yeah. And the only reason I know what David Gilmore looks like it's because a dumbass video you sent me years ago yeah. about Elvis. I'm like, oh, he just looks Which, like... He's an old man. He looks like uh, Tim, Big Tim from uh, the place we used to work at. Yeah. And, and that's what I liked about them. It, to, they didn't put themselves out front like a lot of bands did, you know? Like, you know, later down the road, and you know, you knew what... You knew who Fleetwood Mac looked like. You knew what Elvis looked like. You knew what the Beatles looked Big like. Big Mamas and the Papas. Yeah, you knew what all, you knew what the Grateful Dead looked like. You know, because these people like to be, yeah, play their mu- music and be show offs and stuff like that. And what well, I, liked, I don't think the Grateful Dead was show offs. No, not show offs. Yeah, they just did their thing. But do you know what I mean? And I like the fact that what Pink Floyd. I don't think Elvis. That Elvis. That's just what they did with yeah. his albums. Yeah. It wasn't because they were trying to. He was trying to be like, I'm on the cover. Yeah. But the the thing I like uh, that Pink Floyd did like. to me, like that I like what Pink Floyd did was they used their music and their stage as their. So you mean to tell me that when you bought an album, the one of the first things that popped in your mind was like this influential band that I'm listening to right now is so humble that they don't even put their faces on the album. No, that's not what I thought at all. Rush didn't do it. Yeah, Rush. Rush also let the music talk and the stage. But, but I mean, I but I knew, but I, but, but I knew who Rush was. I knew who Getty Lee was. I knew who Neil Peart was. I knew who Alex Liverson was. I'm glad took, you named those it, names because I know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> except me, for they're in the band. It took me a long time to kind of figure out who Pink Floyd was. You know what I'm saying? Like back when we were kids, you know, they weren't in front of rock magazines. They were older when I was a kid. You know, they were they were in their late forties by that time. Well, like, when I got into them. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't on the cover of magazines everywhere. Maybe David Gilmore got on the cover of Guitar Magazine or something like that because he's an influential guitar player. But like, I didn't know really what they looked like. And like, as a kid, me trying to get all the information and searching for information about Pink Floyd, you know, I heard rumors of, oh yeah, Roger Waters didn't know how to play the bass. So I like, I had like this little bit of a hatred for him because, like, oh, he really didn't play the bass. So he was faking it all along. Like all these little fake stories. Not until I got older and started doing more research that I found out, okay, he did have talent. And it wasn't just David Gilmore and Richard Wright or Nick Mason. You know, it was all four of them. And I always thought it was all four of them. But Roger Waters really was the leader. He really took the, the, the motivation. And David Gilmore was more the music man. You know, he controlled, like, the music and how it should sound, how it should be, you know, and him and Richard Wright, Roger Waters was the guy that came up with the concept, the the lyrics, and how it should be so put together. He, like, I'm going to get into Elvis here in a second, but yeah. you, the Pink Floyd, they were influential through the 70s, 80s. Uh, and that's about it. Mid right? 70s, yeah. From Dark Side of Moon to The Wall in 1980, that's their golden era right there. That's what okay. everybody knows, you know. And then after Roger Waters left the band, uh, David, you know, he's like he because he's he he did every a lot. The wall was all Roger Waters. 
Like it was his concept. It was all him. You know, the all the rest of the guys help him record the music and stuff like that. But it was his idea, his baby, his everything. And he just, I guess, had enough. Like he didn't want to be in a pop band anymore. So he goes, I'm quitting Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd is done. Well, David Gilmore and Nick Mason, they go, no. What gives you the right to make that decision? We're four dudes. Like, we get it that you had the idea and you were the, the driving force that pushed us along, but we help you write those songs too. Like, we were there. You wouldn't sound like Pink Floyd if we weren't there right. just because you came up with that idea. So David Gilmore decided to continue with Pink Floyd, and Roger Water was like, you guys are going to be shit without me. I'm the, you know. Yeah, like, they you were. Know. And Roger Waters had a decent career. Yeah, he does. Yeah, uh, in the '80s he didn't, but as 90s, time, yeah, '90s. He when I remember in college, like yeah, mid uh, mid to late '80s, mid to late '80s, mid, mid to the late '90s, he came out with. I remember going to see him down in uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he did the Dark Side of the Moon. You know, he was reliving the old Pink Floyd music. Yeah, what what yeah what made him like El? I would say with Elvis, he during his influential times. You had all these guys that started doing the whole like these like the whatever you want to call them doing uh, movies, stage presence. I mean, he he went from the guy that was standing on the stage in front of the, the mic playing the guitar to the big band to the big ensemble. Um, you from there, I mean. The Ed Sullivan Show, you can see it with all the guys that... This is in the 60s, obviously, right? Yeah, no, we're talking... I'm not talking... I don't know, like, he influenced everybody that started to influence everybody else as far as band. Like, yeah, yeah. The whole presence, the big the big touring, like, that kind of stuff. That, like, back, bef- you know, when he first started and up until the the late... or the, the 60s, the late 50s, early 60s, a lot of people weren't, they toured, but they just kind of did small, like the, the county, I don't want to say county fairs, but little small bars and stuff like that. Like, And then all of a sudden it became the amphitheaters. The, I, I won't say stadiums at that point because stadium, now Elvis probably did, yes, but for the most part they started, the venues started opening up more than the high school gym. Yeah. And now you're at the college and it got bigger and bigger and it was, was it maybe not his music so much, but the idea of like, okay, this guy can get up here and do this, and I then the look, all those guys had that they called it they had the DA, yeah, it was a duck, it's called a duck ass. The hair went into the back here to the middle, yeah, and it combed in so it looked like a duck's ass. And they called it a DA, and like they all had that slicked hair, they all went after this look, and you as long as you had one song. And you look like him, you're making money. Ah, so you're looking at the whole picture of how but he influenced people. You can say his music was also copied too. Yeah. Very simple riffs. You know, let, let the singer let the singer do that. And now the band, I would say, like when Floyd started coming out, the the guitar riffs, the drums, all that started becoming more of the. You still have the front man. The older yeah. front man's always going to be top dog. Yeah. But you start letting the guys in the back jam. Elvis was the front man. 
Yeah. And every once in a while, you know. And that's another thing about, well, about Pink Floyd that I liked is they, did just, they didn't just have one front man. Roger Waters sang, David Gilmore sang, Richard Wright sang. Like, they had three. But who was, who was always the one they looked at? What do you like, mean? If you go to look at Pink Floyd, who's standing in the middle? None of them. Roger Waters would be on one side. David Gilmore would be on one side. Richard Wright would be on the other side. Nobody ever stood in the center. Yeah, yeah, there's really... If you look at the stage, nobody really so stood in the center. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. I got four, and the like drums two is right, two two. Drums is in the middle. So, yeah, Roger Waters <coughs> played the bass on the side, and they had mics. Each one of them had mics. You know, the keyboard player had a mic in front of so, him. So, who the hell influenced... Well, I was, excuse my language. What the hell? Of course, I've used worse than that, but... Most bands now, you've got the front man. Yeah. Who doesn't play, basically never plays an instrument anymore. Unless you like grow. Yeah, well, or Floyd, they all played instruments. Yeah, so. And then it goes the front man, the, the lead guitarist. Rhythm guitarist. I would say the, the lead guitarist, the drummer. Those, I'm doing the hierarchy. Maybe the, and then the bassist and then the rhythm guitar. Would yeah. Be the, well, the band now doesn't, I mean... You know, you're right, because if you think about, talk about the band, the, the band, called The Band, it's great, you should... I look, know the band. Yeah. yeah. They were the same, kind of the same way, where they all just kind of... Yeah. But I, were they... I mean, I mean... Were pre-Floyd? If you look at the Grateful Dead, uh, they were mid-70s. Yeah, Grateful Dead's the same way. Yeah, they're, that's Bob Wire and Jerry Garcia, they both were singers. Bob Weir? Yeah, Bob Weir. Whatever. Wire, did you say Wire? Yeah. I did say Wire. Um... But, I mean, so what I'm trying to say with Elvis, did the music influence you, or was it was it just a way to do it? It was, it was the music, because the music is that kind of music where, keep it simple, stupid, <laughs> you could be you could be a mindless person, or you could be the most intelligent person. Yeah. You know the beat. You like the dun, beat. Dun, 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 dun. Like. It just, you can't not like, I shouldn't say that. You cannot like the music, but the beat itself, if you're just sitting there and you're not paying attention, you'll find your foot tapping. Because it's just the good old, like, two, three, four, one, two, three. Simple. Yeah, and the, the it's and it has, like, a rhythm to it like, where it's like, Yeah, it didn't complicate it. Yeah. And it appeal. I think it appeals to everybody. It appealed to me. One, because I was also raised under it. You got back out cookout, like, you know, backyard cookouts. And if it wasn't Motown playing, it was Elvis playing. Elvis playing, or Motown playing, or blues playing. So all that stuff is the same kind of like, sha na 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 like, yeah. good night, sweet darling. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that was very and influential. And then from there, I kept watching him. And Elvis wasn't an original. He was an original human being, which I liked. Yeah, and, you know, people always talk about how he stole this, and he wasn't stealing stuff. He and was, they, he was giving it appreciation. It. Yeah, well, he loved that music. But also, at the time, you couldn't play black music. The hell yeah. you're playing this end music on my radio station down south, where it's a little rinky-dink concrete building in yeah. the middle of nowhere. I ain't playing no color shit. Freaking white trash motherfuckers ain't playing that crap. Yeah. But Elvis came out and played the same music, just basically sang the same song that that black guy that you won't play, he played, and they're like, oh, it's a black house thing, it must be good. <laughs> and he got that, that, I will say that, he got that music out to the public. And you know what, the old people may have fought against it, 
But you watch those concerts in the early days when he was playing all the black people's music. People, women are falling all over the place. People are going crazy. He's selling out. Yeah. He, if anything, he opened a door and all of a sudden you get start getting Chuck Berry. You start getting Little, Little Richard. Richard, yeah. You start getting uh, fats. Like, I mean, like, uh, what's the other? Domino. Uh, yeah, fast dominoes. All that's, these guys start coming out because why? Elvis opened that door. And I'm not saying he opened it wide, but he definitely put his foot there so you couldn't close the door. And these kids snuck in, and they got out there, and they started opening. Ed Sullivan, who was usually followed exactly what the directors wanted to have, the higher-ups, and he starts, they started coming in on the show. Like It opened a windfall that just yeah. African music, African-American music, Started being a So you think he influenced the Beatles? And yes, and, but I also think he influenced the higher ups to start listening to a another colored another colored person besides white. Yeah, which is an awesome thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Pink Floyd influenced a lot of people. I think Pink Floyd and you know, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. When that record came out, it was, you know what every band at that era once they heard that record like man I wish I did that yeah because it's such a great sound record and it, it I mean it stayed on the chop charts for 791 weeks or something like that on the top 200 it never went away you know for and that's years of staying in the top yeah you know 200 because it's such it till this day it's on final uh, whatever streaming services it it sells like crazy it's like just like the black album you know that record right there still in the top 200 I know. and it's it never stopped selling like i think that album the black album might catch up to dark side but i doubt it which i said like we talked about this before we when it first came out we were like oh my god they sold out yeah but i think the influence of pink floyd and dark side and what they did after dark side and moon Everybody is because it takes it, edu- it takes you to be educated to start yeah, to realize is no nobody copied their sound like no uh, after they became popular and some of that you know like the Rolling Stones and when the Beatles became popular other bands started sounding like them a little bit so like I I, the, I think when, the reason why I like Ru- when did that Rush Laser Show come out that was post Pink Floyd like what do you mean. That, uh, like, when I went to go see him in the late 80s, early 90s, to where they had their Oh, Rush? Rush? That was a 20... Oh, yeah, that was, that was, like, that was mid-80s, I think, when they started doing lasers at their shows and stuff like that. Yeah, but it came out after the Floyd laser. Oh, yeah, Flo- yeah Floyd... So there's... Talk about but, an influence, because I thought it looked yeah, exactly well, like the same. Pink Floyd, back in the 70s, were known for their light show, and that's what made them mysterious. Well, Rush too, definitely, yeah, I would say, copied took, that. Kind of took that concept, yeah, because... They were influenced by Floyd. They were influenced by Zeppelin and stuff like that. Um, But, like, the thing that I like about them is, you know, there's bands that sound like the Stones. There are metal bands that sound like Zeppelin. There's bands that, you know, want to go back to that good old rock and roll that sound like the Beatles. Do you know what I'm saying? There's those bands. But to me, I listen to music. And those bands became famous and did their thing, became their own. But to me, there's no band that sounds like Pink Floyd. 
There hasn't been a band that sound like them, and I don't think there'll ever be. Radiohead try to sound like them, but it's yeah, now. Don't, don't ever, like, yeah. I'm not. Like Oasis. They were like they the Beatles. They wanted to be the Beatles. Yeah. Like, so bad. But you never heard a band like Coldplay or Radiohead or Porcupine Tree, you know, who they compared to Pink Floyd, but really never Wait, had that sound. It, yeah, they, I read an article. Oh, Why? They, because they were the big. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. They try to compare them to Pink Floyd. They when Radiohead came out with that uh, OK computer okay, I'll, album. I'll defend your Pink Floyd here. No. Yeah, they try to come up with that OK computer album. You know, like, oh, they could be the next Pink Floyd. I'm like, no, bro, just stop, because there's nobody that sounds like them. And and every album after Dark Side, actually every album in general, sounds different. And that's so, what I like about them. Pink Floyd is God, and the rest are just. Like some guys. I, I, I just think that they're the ultimate band. We're, we're just, the rest of us are just <laughs> angels. <laughs> yeah. I just think they're the ultimate band because they did everything. If, if that makes sense to you. Like, like, there's not a genre other than hip hop. There's not a genre of music that didn't, to me, that they didn't touch. You know what I'm saying? They, they, there's rock and roll in their music. There's Elvis, Elvis did hip hop. Some songs that rhyme. Was he, was he a rapper? Yeah. Yeah. Was Pink Floyd a rapper? Uh, I, no. No, okay, so there we go. Yeah, one of the producers at one point uh, when Roger was at the band to recorded Momentary Lapse of Reason, um, you know, hip-hop was becoming popular. He suggested to David Gilmore, hey, maybe you should this. And, and then it was like, uh-uh. no, we're not doing that. We have our sound and this is how we do it. I'm not saying he did hip-hop, but he, he did a uh, poetic... Uh, okay. And, and I like the the Pink Floyd without Roger Waters. It's it's a little bit of a happier Pink Floyd. Yeah, it is. It's 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 a David Gilmore Pink Floyd. Who will say Roger seeing Roger Waters back and I'm trying to remember because that was a very um, forgetful yeah. not I wasn't trying to forget it. I just don't really remember it due to the fact of whatever I was on at the time. But yeah, Roger yeah. Waters concert it was it was cool, but it wasn't it wasn't the same. Yeah. And I, and I personally think David Gilmore influenced a lot of guitar players. He's not the fastest. He's not the slowest. But I listen to the guitar players. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, they're always, I hear guitar players going, I want to get that Gilmore sound, but I can't. They can never figure it out or play like him, which I think that's influence right there. That's, that makes him an influential person. Yeah, like In I would My love, point of view. My buddy BG, he's the one that plays, he's a guitarist. He's a pink boy. Uh, it's hard to get that beautiful guitar tone that he has. Well, he he's a big almonds guy. Like he's, oh yeah, that's his guitar sound. Well, he, he lived down in South Carolina. I mean, well yeah, that's a southern yeah southern rock band. What's their popular song? Boy, I was born a southern man. Is that we, the one? Are we talking the pre uh, Peach Truck or the? I don't know much about Almond Brothers. I, I think I listened to like God, greatest yeah, hits. It was Greg Almond. Greg yeah. Didn't one of them date Cher? Or something like that? Really? I thought that was Bono. The guy from uh, Sonny and Cher. Sonny Bono. Yeah, he did. He was married, he married to Cher. Yeah, until he crashed I think, the tree. I think after their, uh, they got a divorce, like, going down the hill. she dated an Almond Brother. Oof. I wouldn't date that woman. <laughs> Even back then? Yeah. You know, the, when she was on the battleship. If I could turn back time. It wouldn't help you out. <laughs> it's funny because 
if you're looking at music video, we're going out a little tandem here, but you know, she's like half naked. Almost yeah, I know. Like when I was young, it came you know out that little, I don't know if you remember the video, but there's a little blonde kid behind her. He is a full on. No, that's her son. Oh. <laughs> From Remember. Greg Allman or whatever. He started a band. You remember the band Ditsy? Mm-mm. Well, there's a band called Ditsy, you know, uh, which Korn signed to the label. That's Cher's so son. So Cher be considered influential? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> she started new metal and everybody hates her now. She started what? She, she, she started new metal. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> she didn't start new metal. Well,. So we've come to the conclusion that both our characters are influential equally, I think. I think so. I, th- I mean, I think I was... And my, all right, my question to you, though, to end it is, do you think Elvis would still be popular today if he was alive? If or he, if he came out today as a young man? Like, starting off? Yeah. Do you think his music would be relatable? If you're bringing that style into today's, are we talking that style was never created, or are we talking about... Like, like just say if Elvis was yeah, an artist today, starting today. He had a stage presence. Okay. I you, think, you don't think he'll be, he'll be like kind of like a Michael Buble type of like guy? He's popular. He is popular. Ladies love him. LL. Ladies, ladies do like <laughs> L-L-E-P. Ladies do like him. He's a huge Deftones fan. So, would that be the same for Floyd? I... I don't... Elvis... I don't think Pink Floyd would... Elvis they, would sell it to the chicks. If they, That's, yeah, if... I think if Pink yeah. Floyd came out today, I don't think they'll be as popular. No, I don't think they'd they, I wrong. think they'll be more... They'll be appreciated. It's like... Like an like underground band, which has... Like Rush. They have lots of fans. But I don't think they would have sold the three hundred. Elvis can just like look at you with his hair. And go, oh, oh, I don't think I don't think they would have sold three hundred million records. Yeah, they don't shake. They don't shake their hips like Elvis. Yeah. So Elvis just could be like, "Hello, when, when we yeah." <laughs> when he was young. Yeah, not I'm not he, talking fat Elvis. Not Hell when no. he was in that jumpsuit. We're not talking like uh, 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 what's his name, Louis comedian. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? The fat guy, Louis. Uh, Messina? No, the weird one that did the cartoon. Roger Jadafield? No, his name's Louie. Life of Louie. Life of Louie. I don't know. Oh, I know what guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he has a gut too. Sure. No. Maybe. Anyway, no, he you wouldn't. Mean that, that, that Elvis wouldn't work. Yeah. Maybe with all the drugs it would work. Because you <laughs> just, you get high and you wouldn't know what you're doing. Yeah. There'd be a lot of daybreak stuff going on. That'd be weird. I don't think he'll. I, I personally think he'll be as big today. If, as he would be bigger than Pink Floyd. That I. Agree the with. women, I'm telling you, he'd sell out to every. He'd be the next new kids or not new kids. Sorry, in sync. Oh, like Justin Timberlake type of like yeah, dude. Yeah, he'd be like yeah. So you think he would? Oh, then David Gilmore comes out and be like, oh. You think you? You think that he would have came out in a boy band, huh? No, I think he'd just come out by himself and still. Yeah. Take over the teenage world. Okay. And on. And then there'd be just that weird guy like uh, me in the corner being like, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. I know why you'd be at a, a concert like that. Because they're... Moms and daughters. <laughs> Looking at the moms. <laughs> We're not going to put this on the radio. <laughs> 
and the end. Welcome back, second podcast with uh, Dan here how you and doing? Rick. Uh, today's subject is going to be how uh, streaming affected the music industry. Oh boy, here we go. And uh, Dan thinks that Lars is a dick. I think that Lars is doing the right thing, protecting musicians who needed protection. Because I think streaming ruined the music industry in some way. But it also benefited in another way. Yes, I can see your argument here. But at the same time, people like me that listened to Napster when I first started listening didn't think I was stealing music. One, because I was dumb and had, I no, had no idea what was going on. But two, true fans of the music still went out and bought the albums, still went out and bought the vinyl, the CDs. Uh, at the time, the cassettes, who knows how, whatever way they wanted to get the music, they were going to purchase it. Because just because you can stream it doesn't necessarily give you the same, at the time, the same effect of having that thing in your hand. So I was still, I still listened to music on Napster, but I still went out and bought the album. Now, I didn't know that Napster was doing what it was doing until later on. And of course, it didn't help that Lars showed his face. Sorry, folks, I am not a Lars fan. And he could have been preaching that Jesus saved the world and we all know I love Jesus. I still would have not agreed with him. Yeah, well, that guy, Jesus, uh, he's <laughs> well, an absentee landlord. But, <laughs> but the reason why I like what Lars did is he wasn't trying to protect Metallica per se. Because Metallica has all the money in the world. All the big bands have all the money in the world. I personally think that Lars was protecting the smaller bands that don't make as much money as they do in album sales. And they need that money to go back in the studio. Studio, uh, working in the studio is not cheap. You got to pay for all that. You got to pay the record label back for all that. And that goes back to record sales. Yeah, and but it was Lars. Lars just didn't feel like the right spokesman. Because when you think of Lars, you think of... Lars and Lars himself and what's good for him and good for his brand. He didn't seem like the right face looking back. Yeah. The right face to go with the, you know, the, uh, the defending of you should not be putting out this music for free. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, the people that hated Lars at the time... I personally think we're assholes. I'm like, listen, he's doing something <laughs> no, right. Then, you, uh, then I'm an asshole. You're an asshole. Um, 
I think he was doing something right because he was protecting other musicians. You know, oh, I'm throwing away my Metallica album. I mean, Lars is rich. We know Lars is rich. But bands like, at the time, like Deftones and upcoming bands, they weren't rich. They had to tour to make their money. They were selling a small amount of records, but they still had to pay back the record label for promotion, for studio time, you know, that. And I think that's what Lars was protecting. He was protecting the, the music industry as a whole. And when streaming did come out, when Napster did go big, it did take the food out of musicians' mouths. Just like, I hate to say this, because we post our stuff on there because this is how our world is now, like Spotify does, like Apple does, like all these companies that, big streaming companies that stream music, they don't pay the artists, they pay the record company. And then the record company, if they make their money back, plus then they start paying the artists, which ah, is bullshit. See, there comes the big business, the big pharma, the big whatever you want to call it. As long as they're making their money, they don't care about the little guy trying to get stuff out because you know what? There is a sh there's a think about hip hop for instance, the music hip hop. Who was the majority of people at one time buying hip hop albums and all that? It was the white people, the the the, the Caucasians, the that were make that were able to purchase these albums. It wasn't the inner city kid because they couldn't afford it. But what could they do? They could go online and download the songs that they love to hear. Now that is me learning that later on in life. Cause when I, like I said, when I first started listening to Napster, actually for quite a long time, even after Lars had come out, I still didn't think I was doing anything wrong. I've, I don't download a lot of music anyway. I don't have a lot of albums. I just know what I like and I listen to if it's on it plays. I don't have anything in my car more than 103 classic rock like I don't have yeah the radio sucks I don't listen to that shit yeah well that's what I listen to like it's so when I hear a song that's what I hear so for me it's never been I never thought I was really stealing music and I didn't download it I had all their albums anyway I just downloaded because it, it was I'm at work 20 something right out of college and I'm like well I don't have my CD with me or my cassette and I want to hear Ride the Lightning click yeah, I mean, at some point I, I went into it I, I because everybody was raving about Napster. The one thing that I did like about Napster, and I will say this, is it had bootlegs of, of stuff that bands uh, would never release. Like, you know, uh, Pink Floyd recorded his concert. Somebody recorded Pink Floyd in 1977, and it's a, an amazing bootleg. Sounded perfectly. I mean, this guy must have had the setup. Out Dad, there, they were out there in the audience, yeah. That's at the time, you know, and is it was a, a perfectly recorded 1977 Pink Floyd show, and I was like, I want that, so I downloaded that. You know, I guess when it comes to that bootlegs, I'm fine with because those are hard to come by in any term. So yes, in that route, yes. But when it comes to like the actual albums and stuff like that, I think that was wrong. I think that these kids that were downloading that were that probably never paid for an album in their life. You know, certain kids probably didn't once Napster started. Well, some of them couldn't as well. Yeah. There's a good population of people that love music that can't listen to it. And when you're talking about the bootlegs and albums, you look at Grateful Dead, and they have magazines have and magazines of these dats that yeah. you can get these... Grateful Dead has just a fucking... Where you can get recordings, of, bootlegs, yeah. recordings of show after show after show. Yeah. 
that you and I can't just go out and purchase. We have to be on this list. Yeah. Right. And it, it doesn't even come in a regular, well, at least back in college. Pearl Jam kind of does that, but they release it on uh, uh, Apple. Right. Like, if I, I think Pearl Jam, when they do a really great do you, show. Do you think Napster was created to undermine or was it created to just get music out there and not uh, realize? Uh, did, they, did the kid create it not realizing he created a monster that was going to de- like be a uh, detrimental? I, I personally think he was doing it to share with his friends, I think. And it blew up. You know, it blew up. It blew up in his college town, like Facebook did. Right. You know? Because um, I send you, every, like, you and every, I send yeah, each other, every, like, YouTube. Yeah, or, everybody loves sharing music. I mean, I love sharing music, to the, the music that I like to other people, and hopefully they get into it or they hate it. I, I, but once it blew up, I think that he got greedy, number one, the Napster kid. Um what, Trey, Trey something, I think his name is, or Parker or something like that. I don't know his fucking name. Um, the white he, guy. The white guy, yeah. I always blame the white people for everything. It's always their fault. We, we people are good at that. You, you people are definitely good at killing other would minorities. You, would you like a blanket? Yes. <laughs> um, I think he got greedy, and it, and it blew up after that. I mean, it obviously got shot down after Lars, and the record company didn't understand it at the time either. So to the record company that was also stealing at the time, because they didn't understand what streaming was and what the shit yeah, was. Yeah, it, it was a brand new uh, entity to all. Like it was a baby that and, was born. They were like, we don't know what. And to do. once it got bigger, the record company started losing money because people were sharing music left do and right. You think it's in? I know you sent a little thing to me about how it still affects. You think it still is affecting them to today, or is it? I think now it's it's found its because um, I think now every music venue that you go on to yeah. they get a percentage of something. I think the big artists still get money off of streaming, but the but, small but the smaller artists but don't. The, the Rick and Dan, yeah, backyard band is no, not no. getting the money. So you know, say a band like Carcass or Death or I mean even Deftones. They don't make money off of their records anymore. They now make money off of touring because it's just not enough. The sales go in, but Apple takes it, Spotify takes it, and after that, the record so label. What's the point of signing up and getting all of those things if you're not? It depends on your contract. So the only reason you would be signing up if you're not going to make money off Apple or whatever, the only yeah. reason I'm signing up with you is to release your music. Is the intent of that. By you hearing my music, yeah, so you can it's go. It's gonna pay off in the long run. Yeah, somewhere down the road. Somewhere down the road, I'm gonna let's, make. Bad. Let's hope that. Yeah, let's hope that. You know. Um, also, it's advertisement now. It's more like I think it's more like advertising. Like you want to release that record because you want people to hear your music. Oh, I like that band. Oh, when are they coming to town? And that's when they make boom, their boom, money. Boom. Now, am I making money off the clicks of like, say, the ads that, like, you know, uh, I don't know, Welcome to. I don't know, oxycotton.com. Like, you know what I mean? Like, am I making money? If I'm producing a song that's not making money from your Apple or whoever. Oh, if, if the song goes... But if the, if they, like a car commercial and your song put, gets played. Now, that goes to the band. They have to... Because unless the band... So does, CarMax yeah. puts an ad on my video or something like that. or Yeah, they pay you. I get a percentage. Because how that works is 
depends on the contract that you sign. If you sign that you're going to own your songs and not the record label, you get that money. But if you and the record label own that song, both of you have to split that. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's how that, that system works. Depends on your contract. You know, because bands, when they first start out, they're so happy that they're getting a record contract right. that they give away their songs to the record label. I think the Beatles did that. I think they sold their songs to uh, Capitol Records, whoever was their record label. That eventually yeah. created the Apple And then when their songs their... went out to for sale, excuse me, uh, when their songs went out for sale, this is a huge story, Michael Jackson bought them. Yes, he did. He owned it for longer than yeah, they had to buy it back. Yeah, because Paul McCartney told him, like, you know, you, Michael, like, supposedly Michael Jackson asked Paul McCartney for advice and goes, well, your best bet is to buy songs that go out on sale when these record companies lose their contract. That was a He's, huge deal when yeah, he bought their entire and he bought the entire library. catalog, like, backhanded Paul McCartney, like, there's no tomorrow because he had more money than Paul McCartney at the time. Because mm, he, yeah. he didn't have to pay off all the little children. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he is a he's he, the, he, he didn't do it. He's not. He's. Uh, not I'll say he's a fucking child molester. There's, Anyways, there's no proof. Yeah, uh, if if enough people come out and say the they're parents, booty hose, the parents are just as if guilty. enough people came out, there's booty hose being touched. It's probably true. It's yeah, probably true. Just because you call like if it quacks like a duck and walks like a duck. He had it, monkeys and Ferris wheels. What the fuck do you think he was doing? He could have been a platypus. A Let's go eat some ice cream and have some popcorn, little children. Come to my house. Okay, Lars. Sleep in my bedroom. Get the fuck out of here. Don't compare Lars to Michael Jackson. Lars likes to fuck no, you up No, I'm not talking about ass. that. I'm just talking okay. about stealing music. <laughs> uh, anyways, we digress there. Yes, we uh, do. Uh, I now think that streaming, it's, it's stabled out. It yes. does. It does. It's good, but it also does. It's bad. It's on everything you listen to and watch. There's yeah. So, that, and I. I mean, you can't stop the inevitable. I am not that intelligent to know the the time frame of how many minutes you're allowed to play a specific song. So you're doing a video. I don't know what it is. You shoveling snow, and they're like da 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 da. Whatever the music is in the background. Apparently, it has to stop at a certain. And I know with well, the radio, it has to be like, I think it's less than five Yeah, because they have to pay for ads and stuff like that. And then yeah, you yeah. owe a royalty to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, th that same thing goes with Spotify. You can, I think you get Spotify for free, but you get ads. You only get to play a certain amount of songs. Right, and before then ads, they come but in if you, like, hey. But if you pay the, the $9 a month, that it's ad free. You don't have to worry about ads. The beer is good for you. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think streaming... Does good for the big bands, doesn't but it do good do, for little. doesn't do good for the little bands. But the little bands, this is how it works now. So they have to put their music out there like that, and because it's, it's advertising. Do you think it's more of a uh, uphill battle now than it was twenty oh, years ago? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, for you to make it now, you have to be. But your publicity you have to, now to make, is to make bigger. Money, just to make money off of records. Just to make money off of records itself. I'm not talking like live shows or commercials or anything like that. To make money yourself, you now have to tour like a motherfucker. But to make money off the record, you have to, you have to put out those Adele numbers, those Metallica numbers. Yeah, but you're talking about, like, we can still make money off of... you got to tell me you can make money off an album right now without putting up 
You know that band Chevelle? Adele, Adele numbers? That's fucking ridiculous. That's insane numbers, right? Yeah. That's what. So you can't, you, you know you that can't band, tell me that you know I can't that make band, money? You know that band Chevelle? But I, I think this is because of their record label. I don't think it's because, or maybe they signed the wrong contract. But remember, they became big with a Send the Pain Below, the Red, that's on the Red. Right. Some of that. That album sold six million copies. You know how much money they made off that record? A dollar. Is that zero? Well, that could also be the racist. Uh, yeah, I mean, like so it is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. They made zero money off that record. Are you shitting me? Not lying. So, so they made money off the tour, but they didn't make any money off that. Well, record. now if you, well, okay. So if you tour like that, you can make shit ton of money. But, you can. But if you and I again are the Rick and Dan backyard yeah. band. We're doing like um, and you're doing all hey welcome to Rockville USA yeah and you're doing Thanks like the me. smallest nightclub known to man you're gonna have to tour for like three years just maybe I know you and, also and then, but you also gotta remember the beer you, also, you also gotta remember this fact you gotta pay back studio time that you used up the record label's not paying for that they want your record to sell so you can pay for the studio time. Right. Like if the record sells, that pays for the studio time. If they decide to do advertisement, you got to pay that back. You know, again, it all depends on what record contract you sign. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's how you know how streaming changed the music industry. And. Redo. Yeah, and I'm sure the, Michael Jackson made a profit out of that, but I'm sure they made a profit out of correct. that. Correct. So everybody bought that record. The record label made money. No, this they was made after Nasper, but that was to give the general idea. It was I around went, that era. I went and bought that album just yeah. because of that one song. So why not nowadays, instead of going the way that, that Napster had made it where you could hear all the songs at one time and go, yeah. I don't want to buy the album. I just want to hear this song. Well, you can't. So why can't you do that now and make you still go out and buy the whole damn album? You, you, you can now buy the song because of streaming. You can buy that one song. Right, but I don't... That still goes to the... Rec- that I still sh- goes to the... It should not have to... Be, like, if, if I'm releasing this single, that's yeah. it. Nowadays, you can release a single, but the rest of the songs are still available. Yeah. I can find every song yeah. that may or may not be released to the public. You yeah. Can, if you want to do enough research, you can find it. Well, Stop you just, all that. You can just make that one song the only song available. Yeah, but now you know the way the system is. They're not going to change it to that. It's, it's just not going to happen. Too anymore. much money, yeah. money, 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 money. money so money. remember, when, it's, just, when, it's when, the when bands. Apple, the bands may be hurting. Yeah, but the 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 album or the recording people. They're making hands. Yeah, the, 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 the so Napster, Capital Records. Napster saying. actually ended up, it may have hurt them in the beginning, but it sure as hell helped them out in the long run because they're making bank now. Yeah, and the, the, the story that I read too but was like, it was gonna that, go the street, that Napster saved the music industry. At the one point, the music industry was kind of down, but I don't think Napster saved the music industry. I, I mean, people, at the end of the day, if streaming never happened, they will still go out and buy albums. They will it, still go stream, out. And streaming was going to happen no matter what. True. It was. Technology I mean, Chris, was getting better. You and I can, we can get a specific clip of a guy raising a hand in a movie to the, to the, to, 
one hour and 32 minute segment. Yeah. That's how much the internet has gotten concise. Like I said, like, I, I now take it for what it is because it's the way I listen to music. I wish that, you know me, I'm a huge Deftones fan. I personally think that they deserve more money for what they do. You know, these guys are not filthy rich. I mean, don't get me wrong. They, they're, they're way off better than what we are. They're millionaires. <laughs> In a lot of ways. They're not millionaires. No, don't go that route. Oh, no, they're not. They still need the tour. These guys are not going to sit here and go, let's stop, let's stop making music now. Metallica can do that. Okay, you know, don't compare it to Metallica, but yeah. I don't think the or, Def, okay, um, I don't think the Deftones, if they retire right now, they'd still be making yeah. six figures a year. Uh, I think, I think, uh, what band right the now? The guy from freaking um, House of Pain makes, he said on radio that he, to this day, makes six figures Off a year. Off of that single, yeah. So you can't tell me that the Deftones aren't making six I figures. I don't think so, because Deftones... Def- you the bullshit they're not making six figures. I, I think Deftones is, uh, they're more of a, uh, like a cult band. Give, give me a name of a Deftone. What do you mean? Like the... One of the lead singer. Uh, Chino Moreno. I got it. Chino what? Moreno. M-O-R. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not, they're rich, they're just not filthy rich. Do you see what I'm saying? They can live a pretty good life. I don't think I don't I personally don't think they can retire off of it. Especially if they have houses and all that so shit. So Trina Marina is an American musician born June 20th, 1976, with an accumulated net worth of fifteen million dollars. Fifteen million, huh? Yes. His net worth right now is seven million dollars. You know that's the reason why he has that? The backstep, please yeah, backstep. I'm not right backstepping. No, 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 no. I'm no. not. You said they were yeah. millionaires, and they. I mean, is that millionaires really? Seven million. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You know he has four, three bands, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who's uh, Corey Taylor? That's the lead singer from Slipknot. That's again. That's Metallica status. He's worth ten million. Yeah, that's Metallica status. Almost. Limp Biscuit is worth twenty. Limp Biscuit is worth twenty million dollars. Alex, is that is that off a of nookie? <laughs> uh, Sid from Slipknot. Yeah, how much is he worth? Ten million. So they're all worth ten million. So your argument just went right out the window. Not for Deftones, no. But Slipknot, they're I don't big, know why I'm yelling. They're I big, apologize. They're a big band. They're a bigger band than Deftones. Slipknot's huge now. I don't care that we're seven million dollars. Do you realize if you and I got a million dollars right now? Do you know how many years of work that is? Though that's tw- no, no. If that's- somebody dropped a million dollars off and listen. we put it into a bank yeah. for ten percent interest, invest would be a hundred thousand dollars a year. We could live. We don't have not Montgomery County. I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, we're out there. We're out of here. Down south. You yeah. and I are going. We're going to Brazil, <laughs> no. but we're gonna live like kings. kings. We go to Greece, sir, where we live like kings. Because <laughs> the money there is, uh, you know. And you're you're uh, you're Portuguese, so you can fish. Yeah, that works. Even though I don't I'll like cook, I don't you like fish. seafood. I'll be. You, you better be hunting. Kill me a squirrel or a bird or something. Wait, is there hunting? <laughs> Got it. Port- Portugal or Greece? Let's hope. They got yeah. they got to eat meat somehow. <laughs> well, there's one of those uh, mythical 
whatever. Anyway. No, but again, that's 20 years of work right there, though. That, that, okay, but that seven million. He doesn't need to be torn, does he? Oh, uh, I would. Okay, what but if you just... Think about... Hold on. Before I just told but, you but think the about truth... This, but think about this. Go ahead, let's backtrack. Say he, let's say he bought a house, had kids, let's put them to college, all that. At some point, well, that money... you sound like a politician right now? <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> you got to sound like that nowadays. It's all about money. Yeah, but no, you, I, get, I, I think, you get caught in your lies. Yeah, I, and think, I think in the... <laughs> you don't do your research. I, I see what you did there. I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. You know... I clearly did not know nothing until Google told I me. I did so. not know that either. I didn't. And it must be true. <laughs> of course, it always is. Yes. <laughs> he likes to put his net worth out there. He shares his bank account with everybody. Well, it depends on what you're. You know what though? Like you sit there, like uh, so. Talk about net wealth and like yeah. making money and having to keep working. So Joe Gibbs, let me bring up my boys. He's the, filthy. The, the, the Redskins. He does a program for... Are they ever going to win a Super Bowl again? It's been Sh- 20 shut years. Shut up. This yeah, is, has nothing right. to do yeah, with yeah. that. Okay. You don't know anything about football to begin with. Except I don't, but it's so funny it to say includes feet in a ball. I like poking you. Shut up. So he does a program <laughs> where within five years of every... Most athletes that, gra- that graduate, that retire from football, are broke. So can you imagine making a signing bonus of $40 million, Right. And you're broke five years after retirement. So that goes to show you that that $7 million that that... What the fuck did they do with that money? He may have to still keep touring because that $7 million may be what he's worth on paper. But tomorrow the market could crash and his house could be worth... Are you saying that they invested their money? No, like the football players are... They're they're spending on their uh, 35 children and wives in their, their 85 homes... And I'm not talking this white, black, Puerto, whoever the player is. Okay, I mean, I was going to go. The point of it is that they spend their money because they're 20-something, they come out and blow it. So this this guy, the lead singer of Deftones, could be worth $7 million. Doesn't mean he's On paper. Seven, yes, on paper. That's his assets. Those assets, and you and I know that just because you have a, uh, I don't know, like $100, you, you have 100 bucks in your bank, your savings account. The, if the savings account is following the market, that hundred dollars yeah. could turn to ninety eight dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, that being said, yes, maybe you should keep touring. And who knows what his habits are and who he has to pay his kids, his alimony, whatever it is. Exactly. But still, something that Lars and Taylor and I, Swift and Adele don't have to worry about. I'm, <laughs> I am still not. I still don't feel any pain for them losing any money because I don't make... I make 7 million pennies. Yeah, I'm, but I make 7 million yeah. pennies a year. I, I'm not... <laughs> I I'm not saying else. Like, you know, I, I'm just saying in general because they are one of my favorite bands and I support them fully all the way. Of course. And I understand. You know, like, I get it. But I... Do, and they're, like I said, they're not Metallica status. So, to me, when people... So, they get hurt the most yeah, from this. from this. Yeah. But are they... We're, there's got to be a benefit in too, or they would not. This, this well, obviously this a, modern day version of yeah. Napster, or whatever you want to call it. I'm calling it modern day version. Yeah. There's there's money to be made on both sides. Both. I think now the album. I, I the, think I think now with the modern day um, world and what's going on, I think now streaming is just advertisement for your record. Hey, we got a new song. Let's yeah, because when I log let's on, let's go on tour. To my, 
all the free stuff that I yeah, try yeah, to yeah. find. I have to go through a, a shit ton of ads yeah. to get to the song. And but like guess, you said, something. But guess who that gets, goes to? That goes to Clear Channel. It goes to Spotify. It goes right, to. But it doesn't, doesn't go to the band. It doesn't trickle no. down to the band. No. So once the band plays, that goes to the owners of the company. Once the band, once I hear the band, they get a percentage of that. Yeah. And do they get a percentage? Once whether I listen to one second or yeah. Once seconds? once Spotify, Apple has made their money. Record company has to make their money. And then it trickles down to the musicians. The record company is always going to make their money. Exactly. There's no reason the record company would allow this to go on. The record company is, they're yeah. clear. But they also got, the record company, when this first started, they got fucked. They lost a lot of money. Yeah, but they, they weathered the storm and knew that there was something yeah. coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's a good and there's a bad to it. I think now, like I said, it. it, it has, I agree. Now that you've been talking, yeah. I agree that the it has the artist it has, has suffered more yeah. than it has stabilized itself in a way. But the real small artists, and I'm not saying Deftones, that's not it because they're up here. Oh, no, they're seven Corns above them. Obviously, Limp Bizkit is way above them. I can't. I can't believe I'm saying that. Dude, you the do Red an, Cat if, actually made more money if than you everybody do enough else. For the Nookie, you yeah. too will be rich. <laughs> so. You know, uh, but you got to think about those smaller, smaller artists. Those motherfuckers ain't making no money. But there's got to be a reason that they keep doing this. Because there has to be. The, the, so I'm a small artist. Yeah. There has to be something that you and I as civilians aren't seeing. Yeah. That the, they give you the business plan. They give you this thing. They go, look, Rick, Dan, I realize you've been playing, you know, sold out like Barnes. Yeah. In back, you know, back bars, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, okay, you're only going to make this much up front, but the potential, and if you continue the road that you're doing and the popularity that you seem to be gaining, is going to pay off in the long There has to be something that's keeping these small artists into these Spotify's. It's it's definitely the love of music and also playing. Well, yes, but there's... there's yeah. There, there has to be the. I mean, there has to be that. I'm not saying that they're making the money. There's the potential yeah, of money. Yeah, I, I, and that in, in itself is I the mean, best lure you can fish with. At, at the end of the day, it's it's a dream. You're, you're still chasing your dream, you know. But do you uh, think it's harder than the oh, dream? It's definitely a lot harder now. Or is it? I mean, you can. Is you can it obviously, hard? you can you can become famous now. You can, YouTube famous or oh, dude, there's kids making bank, bank off yeah, YouTube, yeah, bank. Um, but you have to be, you have to have that 2 million flop followers and whatever. A lot of these artists don't, don't get there. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm liking it. I'm starting to like streaming more and more now because now it's like word of mouth, you know, it's, it's come back to that in a way. I guess that's what YouTube is doing. It's like, it's like those becoming reaction- the underground, like yeah. where you're like, dude, dude, bro. Like, you know, those guys that do the reaction videos. Yes. I'm liking that. Like, I like that people are doing that. Like, to me, one thing that I miss about music um, is hearing a record for the first time. Because now, music now, it, it's shit. It's complete shit. There's not many. There's not oh, when you listen to DC 101, alternative rock? Yeah, it, that, that's it's crap. not even rock. Yeah, it's shit. So, you know, I, I miss the days when I first they, heard that they first. sell. Yeah, when I first heard that Slayer record, or when I first heard that Pink Floyd record, 
I miss those days. So these reaction videos that I've been watching are people reacting to Pink Floyd for the first time. It feels like I look at it, it feels like me listening to Pink Floyd the first time. I'm like, I remember that. I remember just hearing that first guitar note and going... Back when you were like 195 felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies were flocking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I miss that feeling of hearing these notes for the first time. Yeah, you know, like, I listen to Pink Floyd every day. But the thing that I miss, that I, I wish I could get back... Because music now sucks, and I have a feeling I'm never going to get that feeling back. Yeah, you will. You think so? Do you think there'll be somebody out there that will release something that my mind will be blown? Mm -hmm. Like I do. Yeah. And I miss that. I miss that feeling. Like and Maybe it's only that one song, and the rest of the album is yeah. shit. But it'll be that one <laughs> song where you go, I don't care that my windows are down right now. I'm about to freaking do the freaking... Uh, Elaine. I other than <laughs> just I mean, dancing. Yeah, like I, I see what you're saying. Other than the new Deftones record that which came out a year a year ago, or two years ago, a year a year ago, whatever, which is a phenomenal record. Loved every minute of it. I, I still have one song that I listen to it nonstop. There's another band called uh, Devil Wears Prada, <laughs> and they have a they have a song called um, Yes, I do. They have a song called. Um, I forgot the fucking name of it, but it's a really slow song and affected me. It affected me uh, like, oh my God, this song is great. I mean, if I play it for you, you probably won't think it's great. No, I'll probably punch you in the face. But, <laughs> but for me, I think it's great. It's kind um, of like, a, what was that Italian thing? Da -da -da -da. That stupid song that I made you listen to at the freaking uh, bar the other day. The Italian, uh, oh God, sorry guys, I am the worst for rendition. Remember, you're like, Oh, I know this song, they suck. No, <laughs> I, I like, don't remember the song, but you <laughs> see, uh, of course, I probably can't play it, but um, come on. It's a. Uh, was it a band? Yeah, it was a band. We listened to the whole damn thing, and you're like, "Yeah, there's Spanish great. music." No, it was Italian. Oh, oh, uh, I don't remember the song yet, but that that was shit. <laughs> yeah, so I won't play it. <laughs> that you liked. I remember the song now. I was like, yeah, no, that's Because I like the song. It was, like, <laughs> it was catchy. <laughs> it had a catch to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. So I'm getting up in age where, like I, like I said, music is. But, a piece, but, but, I, but I'm talking about like the days where, you know, he, like we, I've, we've talked about this before, not on here because this is our second show. But you and I sitting in Mike's garage, talking about you know, going to the record store and getting that 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 album. Yeah, standing in line to get that the album. record store and, and all that and, stuff was not Napster's. Yeah, was and, nothing. And opening up that cover and looking at the lyrics and listening to the song. I don't think Napster took that away because it did. They did take that away. That feeling that just you would see people that actually care about music and want to listen to music and aren't looking for the one hit wonder or the. The instant gratification. I'm still gonna go out and. Oh, I theoretically, still. Do. I, I mean, obviously, you can see my. I have a record collection. I have 
You know, I still kind of still buy CDs. Not yeah, anymore. I know. The Perry Manilow collection is amazing. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. That's Fleetwood Mac right there. I just got it the Cooper other day. Cabana? Oh, that's a great album, by the way. And, yeah. Allie's mom bought me that Did right you? Here. What, Fleetwood Mac Rumors? I'm Fleet. I know. It used to be called Steely Dan. Shh. What? Fleetwood Mac? Hmm. Oh, you're... My music taste... You like Steely Dan? They used to call me Steely Dan. Well, no, they just would call me Steely. Yeah, I, I, you know what? To tell you the truth, I think you I heard, hate Steely Dan. I don't hate him. I just not my type of music. Not but me. you like Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, that's weird, right? Steely Dan is pretty. They're not similar to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, well, okay, mamas and papas. <laughs> I think they're the same group. I, I think but those albums are still being sold regardless of the Napster. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they will always be sold. That, and as you noticed, my smart TV that I still have yeah. has Napster as an app. I bet it does. <laughs> I can't believe Music it. stealing motherfucker. I didn't steal any music. I just listened. You stole. Just like Allie stole music when she was younger. That's insane. And Justin Timberlake. And then her like pop punk bands that she was streaming off of LiveWire. What the guys where, from where, Annapolis? Where, which put a virus in her computer, probably. Was they, were they from Annapolis? You can talk. Oh. Okay. Chime in. Wait, what? Like the, I had the Annapolis band. I bet you did have LiveWire. You're talking about Good Charlotte. Yes. But yes, they're not from Annapolis. They're from Virginia, dude. No, they're not. No, they're from Maryland. They're like no, from, they're like, from Virginia. Look it up. They. They're from Waldorf. You know they they're oh, not they're, from Virginia. I thought they were from Virginia. God, you just hate everything about Maryland. I love Maryland. Go just go back to freaking Puerto Rico. Except for the crabs. Good. The crabs don't well, they do like you, but <laughs> No they don't. No they don't. I don't like them well, and they don't like Maryland. me. Oh, they are from Maryland. Okay. Those those guys made it out pretty well. One's made And they did fine on Napster. One's married to Nicole Richie, the other one's married to Cameron Diaz. I don't think they're still married to him. Yes, no, they are. are. Really? God yeah, bless them. Babies and everything. It must have all been Napster that got in there. Oh, yeah? Napster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, fuck off. <laughs> um, so, we, I think we've come to the conclusion Yeah, that we've definitely that, digressed into... Yeah. Uh, I think we come to the crabs, con- Napster, and yeah. I, I think we come to the conclusion that streaming has uh, it has its plus pluses and its and its negatives. Yeah, it's got I mean, pros pluses and minuses. Cons. It's it's it is what it is. Like you're not going to get away from it today. Maybe oh, back no, no, no. when the first came out with the I whole mean, Napster. I mean, I was going to use streaming for this podcast. So, we could have yeah. fought it then because it was still dial up, and it was still all that stuff that people were fighting and like. You had satellite TV. You you didn't have all the streaming shit. Yeah. Nowadays, there's nothing you can do without it being available. And I don't care what it is. I agree with you. You go to the restroom right now. Yeah. And it'll be loaded up. I mean, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? There's nothing that is sacred. Yeah, yeah. And that's unfortunate for certain things. But I don't think Napster... Napster at the time, yes... Was could have taken down the music industry. It could have, yeah. But music industry... It definitely hindered it. it thank God it was a... It definitely caused a damage in that line. A trillion dollar business that was able to fight the fight and they got through it. Yeah, at one point though, I think... They when, saw the long... You got to remember at one point when Napster came out, 
there's music was kind of taking a turn because you got to remember, you know, grunge music blew up, right? Yeah. And that lasted what six years, maybe at the most. It fought till about I would say about till about ten years, but the last yeah, four but then, years being a uh, yeah. Kurt Cobain killed himself in ninety four, ninety four, ninety six. Thank God, because he wouldn't be the famous guy that he is. Yeah. I still think they would have done all right. Yeah, everyone that kills himself. <laughs> um, but grunge started dying out. New metal came in, you know. Uh, but also, what came in after that, and what kind of kept the music industry was alive, was the gay ass. And this is gonna. Oh God! I know. Right? I, I didn't use that word. Um, this is a nationally syndicated show. Sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. I grew up in the nineties. Deal with it. Um, boy bands. Which was terrible. Wait, music. wait, wait. Boy bands. I'm sorry. I grew up with New Kids on the Block. I bet you did, you homo. And I was told I looked like Danny back in the day because I Her had a black hair. Her favorite artist. If you would have seen me when I was a kid, you would have thought I was. I had the fluffy shirt jacket with the puffy. She, she, I used to roller skate with my. My girlfriend likes the bad boy out of the boy bands, you know. The, I what, thought it was what, Marky Mark, not Marky Mark. But no, Don, Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> Yeah, Marky Mark did the same shit though. You know, he thought it was a badass. I mean, he can kick my ass. I mean, he's Dude, he's still a bad. He works. I know. You work, I know. I need to get in that routine. So I can Naps should do that to him. Naps is definitely not doing. <laughs> and we digress. <laughs> hey, folks, enjoy your weekend or week or whatever is up Wait, ahead. Did you talk about how this is on Spotify and that's what you're doing? I know. We're talking oh, about we shit. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you can cut that part out where it's, you know, it's Friday night in the mean streets of Clark. But also, we got one more thing. Uh, what do you think about people wearing Metallica shirts when they never heard a Metallica song before? You know, oh, the posers. That to another podcast that has nothing to do with it. We're not going to talk a whole podcast about posers. I mean, that's this. This is like a five minute, six minute so, segue. Do you think that kids that never heard a Metallica song or or, okay, did they get it from a thrift shop? Did they get it from their dad's drawer? Did they hear a song and they can't name the other five yeah. songs? Do, do you agree with it, though? Do you agree? What if it ties the whole outfit together? What if it's Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I it's call, a lightning party. And I call, I'm wearing I lightning. call bullshit and all that. I personally think... Bullshit? They don't steal it out of their dad's drawer? <laughs> that's, that, that's probably true. Maybe... They they probably like it because of the way it looks. For the outfit. Daughter went to the thrift yeah. shop and was but like, "Oh my no, god, it fits no. me." As a parent, as a parent, if your kid does steal your shirt, you should teach him what that shirt. Yes, about. you and I maybe, but for the most part, parents aren't going to do shit. You don't like, think so, honey? Uh, Susan took your metallic. What? It's my favorite, honey. She's going to a party. You let her wear that. I wouldn't let. Her- I wouldn't layer. I wouldn't let Allie wear a Deftone shirt if she didn't know a Deftone song. I mean, that just no. She she would not. No, she would not go out and pull Bloody cake. No, here's girl. the thing. I know. I love the bands I love, but I could also be that guy that'd be like, uh, hunk a hunk of burning what? Oh shit! I would 100 percent call you out. Why? Because I can't name three Elvis songs? Fucking... Because I'm hammered? Oh, no. You know you can name three Elvis songs, motherfucker. Okay, but I can, be, that, I can be that drunk. <laughs> name me three Johnny Cash songs. What does this have to... Okay, you're done. I don't have a Johnny Cash shirt on, do I? No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If you did have one, 
Do you know any Johnny Cash songs? No, I don't. Exactly. That. Then you shouldn't deserve to wear a Johnny Cash shirt. Yeah, I should. Why? Because I do know three Johnny Cash songs. You didn't name me three. No. <laughs> it's my right. I'm American. America. Freedom. And that's not spelled with an A. <laughs> America. But I personally think that... He, he, but there are people that wear shirts just because they're T-shirts. They don't necessarily... I agree with the whole thing. Like, if a guy's at a concert and he's wearing that fucking Metallica shirt and he's like, yeah, yeah like, you know, ride the one. <laughs> what? No. But if that person happens to be out in public... Like, there's kids in high school right now that wear Thrasher shirts. Yeah. I can they, tell you they, right now they they've not never know. skated <laughs> in their lives. Nor do they have a subscription I, I to the agree. magazine. I agree. Okay. I agree. But they bought it because, you know what? Mom went to Target and it was for freaking $8.99. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, I can get three t-shirts for under 20 bucks right now. And Thrasher is yeah. one of them. I'm buying my 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 point in that is, I think, because, you know, being a metalhead... And having pride in being a metalhead and carrying that flag, that if I'm gonna wear a fucking what, what sla- flag, are you carrying the metal flag? The, the you know I'm a metalhead. Like it just so is that like I, is that I, like the, so which which line is it on the flag? Shut the fuck up! You is know what I'm talking about. Is you the- fucking tall Sasquatch looking motherfucker. Okay, I'm not the one with the <laughs> six foot afro. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is. If I wear a Metallica shirt, I can name you a Met- five Metallica songs. Actually, I can name you a whole album. If I wear a Slayer shirt, I can name you a whole album. I can, because I wear... That poor guy in that video is like, he named off two, and he's like, <laughs> shit. And you can see he has a third one right on his lips. He's like, and you know he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> That'd be me. I'd be like, uh, one red lighting master. Oh, you want four? Oh, God. Um, uh. Shit. I literally, I literally saw a video of a girl wearing a Nirvana shirt and a guy walked up to her and was like, hey, can you name me a Nirvana song? I saw that, and yes, yes. Come As You Are is playing on the fucking yes, stage. Yes, i seen that and video. And she still could <laughs> She's like, and that's the type what of are you talking like, about? Yeah. Like, it's so cool. The baby's like floating. You're like, dude, you want to be like, <laughs> I know, exactly. That, it, I think... Listen, I get it. Kids think it's cool. If you fell on your face and and wiggled, you wouldn't know what to do with it. It's definitely on their parents to teach them, to teach them. Okay. The right away of 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 wearing something. That's to me because I'm a music fan and I love music. Folks, it's Friday night, and as we get more liquor, we will continue this conversation (laughs) next weekend about being a poser. Ninety gents out. God bless.